Hi, you're listening to Chris and Shaz in the Mother of All Roles podcast. Two real mums talking about real issues in an attempt to make the ordinary extraordinary. Remember to like, love and share this podcast if you think it's as amazing as we think it is. And if you absolutely love one of our episodes or all of them, pop us a review on iTunes or Spotify and absolutely share it. It really helps us to know how we're connecting with our audience and, um, Of course, we want to keep bringing you the best content possible. So let me introduce my co-host, Sharon Halliday, who is an author, columnist, Reiki practitioner, angel intuitive, copywriter, speaker, and mother to Leo 10 and Eva 7. And I'm Chris Evans, wife and mum to two gorgeous girls, Anna 8, Kate 6, and of course, founder of Mummy Jobs Australia, delivering services and products to support mums in gaining career confidence and advancement. So uh, first of all, we want to say a big shout out to our listeners. And of course, we need to apologise for our delay in getting the next episode to you. It has been a while. I mean, can you believe it actually took me a trip to the beach down the south coast of Australia <laughs> and a surprise catch up with you, Shaz, so that we could get this next one recorded and actually work out a time um, and get it out to our listeners. Crazy, right? You know, Chris, I had some of our regular listeners approach me in this last month and say, hey, what's happening in the next podcast? is it still happening? And of course, my answer was, yes, we are still doing our podcasts. Um, I guess it's such a good problem to have that our audience is enjoying our content, which, as you say, we will keep recording and and bringing it to them. Um, You know, it's offering our listeners quality content, uh, especially when many of them are parents and mums in particular who are facing the same issues, same challenges and pain points as us. It's just so, it's really important to us. Well, that's it, Shaz. And, um, you know, this is definitely a labour of love for us, but we also find it's kind of like therapy for us because we get to hash out those issues we're facing or whatever techniques are working for us. And, I mean, as you know by now, Shaz and I are massive self-improvement sponges. So we're certainly always, always, aren't we, trying to improve our lives, whether that be our fitness, our parenting styles, growing our businesses, relationships and you know overall levels of peace happiness and fulfillment right right but for us during these past two months our biggest challenge was scheduling in our podcast to even be able to do the recording yeah so it was like you know one of us could make a time and the other one had work or children's activities after school activities or commitments in both cases uh in many cases both of us had work um so so here we are on a Monday night at 8 p.m. Actually, no, it's closer to 9 p.m. now, making it happen. I've I've just come off a nine-hour day. Um, I've been awake since before six this morning, and I know you've had a massive day too, Chris. Yeah, you can say that again. And um, winding into Christmas, which is great too, of course. But Yeah, so it's all ramping up, yeah? Yeah. Um, there's a lot going on at this time of year anyway. But the point, you know, we're making it happen. We're here. We're yeah. showing up. And, and it really leans into the point that I want to make about the commitments we make to ourselves and following through because life is so busy, so hectic for all of us all year round. We barely get five minutes to ourselves to take a breather. We have to schedule in our exercise time, our self-care time, our personal pursuits. And Chris, I've been listening to one of your gurus, Grant Cardone on Audible. Uh-huh, um, 
you're the one that got me onto his philosophies and I am loving his 10X book, The 10X Rule, The Only Difference Between Success and Failure. Yeah. And it is opening my eyes to a whole new level of work ethic and drive and motivation, which I already thought I had a, had a pretty good one, but this is like next level, 10X level. Um, and it's basically all the things you need to get stuff done. And most importantly, it's about getting real on the action you need to take to achieve that level of success you desire. Yeah, look, it's so true. And um, God, I love a bit of GC. He's, he's, he's epic. He's not for everybody. But, Did you um, say G- GC, not JC? GC, <laughs> GC. <laughs> that, that's what they call him for short. Or Uncle Uncle G, he, he goes by as well. And I can yeah, see a, why. He's awesome. He's a crazy guy. And, I mean, sometimes you need a bit of that crazy to, to level up and, and to take that action. And that's what he talks about, like, you know, that that 10x, like, 10 times, in, like, you want to make $2,000 10 times it, you want your, your goal is 20000 So, yeah, you know, that's... It certainly doesn't pull any punches with it, does it? Like, he gets straight to the heart of it. It's like he doesn't muck around, which is yeah, great. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't care. I mean, he came from a really dark place and, you know, he's just side note here but on him, but just his, his background was drugs and he was in rehab and he was told, like, basically he was not going to be anybody when he walked out of rehab. That's mm. what his rehab guy told him. <laughs> and then yeah. Grant Look said, at him now. Um, see you later, mate. And, you know, good luck with the rest of your life because I know where my life's going and here he is. So, and he, I don't know where that guy is, but, you know, it's really interesting. So it's, it's sometimes you need that, like that mm. extra, extra level of craziness to, to get you where you need to be. And mm. look, you know, that's why I guess today's topic is from, long-term frustration to laser-like focus which really hones in on that and it's it's so critical because not just to us but to all the mothers and parents we come into contact with our friends etc we're all having the same universal issues when it comes to feeling frustrated about getting stuff done not achieving the levels of success we know we're capable of Mm. or, or you know or wanted to achieve and maybe haven't got there yet because let's face it, our to-do list are never ending. And quite frankly, it can be exhausting just feeling like you're spinning your wheels, but you're not really making the progress you desire for the effort uh, you're putting in, right? Well, that, that's exactly the daily frustration that I have, that you just totally captured it. Um, we're so busy, but are we busy working on the right things, the things that will bring us the most joy and fulfilment? It's something I think about frequently and I know you and I, we talk about it a lot. I mean, it's almost like I'm searching for this holy grail of work-life balance and I don't even really appreciate that term anymore because life has become for so many of us out of balance. Actually, um, a very dear friend of mine, shout out to Sherry, shared with me this great analogy about balance being like a seesaw and when the seesaw is perfectly balanced, there's no movement. There's, there's no experience. And of course, mm. there's no joy. Wow. That's, um, that's a really cool way to think about it. I mean, about balance, like, because, you know, we're so often striving towards this ideal, right? Exactly. And so, yeah. and you know, I've written about this over the years and, and I still find myself having to work really hard at maintaining some kind of balance, for lack of a better word now. Um, yeah. I have to schedule in my workouts and plan my meals to achieve my physical goals, schedule in time for my meditations to make that a regular mental and spiritual practice. I have to nurture my relationships with quality activities to ensure, you know, my emotional side is taken care of. 
and I'm yeah. finally feeling like I have a bit of a routine happening but it does feel like it's hard to take the foot off the accelerator sometimes you know it's like that juggling all the balls come crashing down kind of moment I guess is yeah, what I'm yeah about. you drop a balloon and then they all you know drop one and then it's like uh, you know I certainly hear you there Shaz and it's um exactly why we had to take off to the beach on the weekend because, <laughs> you know and it's funnily enough where we ran into each other which was so cool I know and like what fruit loop lives on the coast and doesn't wear their swimmers to the beach on a 30 degree day me yeah, <laughs> I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't believe I'd totally dropped the beach ball on that one but you know it didn't stop me having fun, did it, Chris? Yeah, well, no, it didn't. And, um, yeah, God, I mean, usually I bring a second pair of swimmers as well. But, um, no, it didn't stop you. And seeing you go into the water fully clothed uh, was actually the highlight of my day. <laughs> well, I guess it's how I had to learn my lesson, yeah, the hard way. <laughs> Wearing jeans and a T-shirt felt like I had on my very own wetsuit. Um, and, you know, the reason – this is funny. The reason I wasn't prepared was because – and all yeah. mums will relate to this – I was so busy taking care of everyone else's needs that day that I forgot to ensure I had everything that I needed to have a good time. It, it was madness, really. It's funny, actually, because that particular day I raced to get all, well, I know why we were racing because we were down there to enjoy that joy of our time. But, you know, I got sun cream on the kids and then I kind of just slapped it on a bit to the side of my arms and, and, that week I ended up having really bad burn and oh. you know, my husband's like, did, did you not put any cream on? Like, you know, yeah. I'm like, well, no, like I was, I, I was kind of the last one and you know, that was it. Like you're the afterthought. Yeah. Same it's, thing. Right. But yeah. I did it with sun cream, which is obviously not very good, but no, I healed. Um, and uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully things aren't too bad in the future, but you know, you turn it potentially, disappointing moment into something you and the kids and I for that matter will never forget (laughs) (laughs) or the rest of uh, South Brownlee Beach (laughs) or I mean you know you didn't let not having the right equipment stop you from having a good time and this is something I practice every day and you know you you didn't let other people's potential judgments stop you either from having a good time which many of us many people can do yeah for me you know like I say it's all about living in the moment and not giving a damn about what anyone um, thought there classic shaz I loved it thanks Chris it was definitely a moment um and I think you know the older I get I'd like to say the wiser I get except for the days that I do too much for other people and forget about myself um and on the days that I you know when I remember to pack my swimmers that is that's when I feel wise I guess but I <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm getting better at being happy in my own skin and leaving, living, I guess, some more, more freely. It's probably the best way I can describe it. And I think that's what is at the heart of this topic. That's when, you know, like when we're frustrated about things that we haven't achieved, especially over this, a long period of time, and we're, we're lacking that focus, it really brings up issues of freedom because we feel as though we don't have the freedom to pursue the things that are meaningful to us because we're so busy dealing with this thing we call life. Yeah. And, you know, Shaz, you and I would be the first to talk about how we make choices and we need to mm-hmm. own those choices. Yep. But that sense of lack of freedom is frustrating. You know, it's what we're talking about here today. If freedom obviously means different things to different people. Um, for you, freedom might be going to the gym or getting to work on your next book. For others, freedom might be getting to stay home with the kids and you know not working as much 
Right. It's it's I guess you've honed in on um, the relativity thing there. It's it's a it's a relative thing, but it's powerful. Mm. And when we feel like we don't have that freedom because we've taken on too much work or crammed too much into our lives or overspent or overcapitalized, it's overwhelming. And it can be hard to get clarity and and take a breath to get a sense of what you actually need to do to take control back of your of your life. Yeah, and that's look, that's why we feel so passionate about this topic, right? Because we wanted to explore some ways we've crawled out of that frustrating space. Mm. You know, and sure we'll dip in and out of that, but it's about finding those strategies and found our laser like focus. Yeah. You know, I I first want to share that particularly with the year we've all had don't for a minute think think that I haven't dropped my bundle um you know I really took uh see a lot of people sort of look at me at times I feel and go oh you know you got it all together oh you know but I really took a back seat during COVID and I paid for it and some of you may be feeling that pain as well um what is really important to remember though is that you can always begin right where you are oh I love that Chris it's such a compassionate yet empowering reminder and I've, I've I've heard it before but yeah it's that um begin where you are you know and like with what you've got kind of thing and not like holding on to well you know I didn't do this I didn't do that because you mm. know that's living in the past and it's so energy zapping isn't it that that going back over old ground stuff yeah it's like it's happened okay you didn't like it it wasn't great look I okay and for me my example was I enjoyed a lot of, um, you know, uh, alcohol through COVID and homeschooling. And um, at times it was challenging. Um, More than, I ate a lot of food. Um, We did. We got out a fair bit too. But, you know, the lifestyle wasn't great and I dropped my exercise. And, you know, probably in hindsight, yeah, it looked like a time I, you know, I should have gone and worked, worked hard to lose the kilos that I was planning on but I didn't so you know I've got to start now and I've got to move forward from where I am and that's all I can do and that's all any of us can do um I've been reading um because I've been back on my 75 hard challenge um which I've talked about in previous podcasts as well so people don't know 75 hard google it but um I've been reading David Goggins David Goggins biography Um, And check him out if you like, guys. But, you know, one of the stories he shares is about what makes him push through the hard moments, the pain, that next level stuff, right? Mm. So he asked himself a question, what if? Meaning, what if I completed this? What if I pulled that off? And he talks a lot about that question when he's really on the edge of Mm. struggling and he's challenging and his mind's sort of playing games with him and he's not in his heart kind of thing. And and I really like this idea and I put it out to our listeners also. What if you could achieve something before the end of 2020 that has been on the shelf for a while now? So, you know, that's just something to have a think about. It's a pretty Mm. big one. Like what if you could achieve something that's been on the shelf for 2020? So our first solution is to get real about the list, right? Gosh, I have to-do lists of to-do lists and I'm not kidding. I found a notebook in the bathroom of all places the other day. (laughs) I'd forgotten I had another to-do list book that I'd bought at, you know, stationery shop. I love stationery as well, by the way. Um, But uh, (laughs) it really gets my juices flowing. (laughs) 
I know there's other people out there that I, I are cl- closet stationary note. fans. <laughs> you know, give me a post-it note and I'm anyone's. <laughs> I'm you ask my <laughs> colleagues at work, there's post-it note city on my desk, but it, it, there's a system and it works. Anyway, I would, I'm digress. But, um, yeah, to-do to do lists of to-do lists. And I know it's that that in itself is not overly um, uh, productive, but... Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're not the only one, though, Shaz. <laughs> I, I know, and I think, uh, yes, I, I've heard other people do this too. And most of the time my to-do lists help me because they get the stuff out of my head and onto paper. But something I realised recently is that we often overestimate what we can realistically achieve with everything else we've got going on. And this has been my Achilles for the longest time. So, you know, like for the sake of making progress in the area, I'm, I'm happily owning this today. I feel like I'm just, I'm putting it out there. That's massive, Shaz. It's massive. Well, I've got Dr. Phil's words ringing in my ear right now. You can't change what you don't acknowledge. That was not a very good Texan accent. <laughs> and I'm not going to try. <laughs> but he says that it's you, so you true, can't though. change what you don't acknowledge. So if you if you don't Absolutely. draw that line in the sand, if you don't put it all out there on the table, you've got no hope of actually making a change. So, so true. So I guess when I get real about my list, I think sometimes – to be honest, five people wouldn't be able to achieve what I've got on there. It's it's crazy what I, you know, like to expect that sort of output from myself. Whereas I think this is an area, Chris, where you tend to be a little bit more realistic when it comes to what you believe you can reasonably achieve. Am I right? Is that something you're, you, I feel like you're pretty good at that. Yeah. And look, perhaps in the past I haven't been, um, you know, and I suppose I have well being fairly fairly cautious when it comes to what goes on my to-do list and um action list um I I like to use the word action a lot Mm -hmm. um you know and like I said Jen it's it's definitely not been a skill of mine and if you go back and ask any of my school teachers it'd be like I'm sorry what um and maybe even some people in my who are close to me in my life right now now might say hmm but I think what I have realized over the years predominantly you know and for the you know we, we can't get it right all the time okay so we we near enough is good enough right yep but particularly in my role as a mum, is that the things I need to get done are the ones that are top priority. Mm. Um, like I focus on those and then once, um, like, yeah, once I know like what they are, then I work my way down from there. So, you know, it might be like most of our bills are automated, but there might be one that's a little bit out or, or whatever. So it'd be like, right, must pay reg or must do that. And then it'll be like, need to you know, make sure book, books are ordered for next year for the girls or whatever online for, for their start of the year. So effectively, like, if I do have far too much building up and that list is just in my head floating around, swirling around, which as we know, it does happen. Yeah. I actually sit down with a pen and paper. I do pen and paper, write everything out, just dot point, list, list, list. Then it gets prioritised with prioritised with like, like dates and, you know, when things need to happen and I cross it off. And then once they're all crossed off, it goes in the bin, it's done. And then it's out of my head. 
Yeah, I think a lot of us kind of underestimate the value of writing things down. You know, um, there's a lot of science behind that stuff that yeah. people who write down their goals are the ones that achieve them. Yeah. You know, and there, there's and, – and I've also um, heard a lot over the years about the actual synapses that you use in your brain, the, the I guess, the, the way the cells fire and mm. – um, The neurons – when, that's right. Thank you. The neurons. See, my neurons weren't working very well just then. Thank you, Chris. Um, well, we, as too we said, much it, personal development, Christine. <laughs> it is nine o'clock on a Monday. I must, you know, remind people of that. But yes, I mean, there is value in writing it down. Um, and th this is something that I did recently to get real about the list. So I know I've said I've got to-do list or to-do list, but I did this and it really worked. So I'll just take you through step-by-step step what I did to get real about my list, actually the list, plural. So I gathered up every list in the house, every <laughs> list in my office and on my phone. Okay, so there were several locations, several, several, several lists. lists, several locations. Get that picture. Yep. I took a moment to take in the multitude of tasks that I had placed on myself. And, I, and this is important because... It, I guess as in terms of a process, I really had to own that I had done this to myself. Like no one else had come up with these phantom deadlines and this pressure that I was feeling. I did it to myself. But, I, you know, and it was, it was emotional. I didn't stay in that place for too long. It was just an acknowledgement and a realisation moment. Um, as I said, it was emotional because I could see the gravity of what I'm going to call dysfunctional behaviour and and I, I guess the level, the next level of that is I recognise I've been engaging in this behaviour for a really long time. Like this is still fresh for me. Wow, that's as a giant, giant step in itself, Shaz. It's huge. Yeah, it was. I think just to sort of, yeah, I can sort of think about that moment where I've pulled it all together, and it was almost like a, what have I done to myself? Like this frantic, like. Uh, need to keep doing and keep being busy and you know anyway um so yes it was a giant step and a giant moment in itself and then I created a document on my computer titled long-term tasks and I purchased myself a cheap expander file the ones that you have you know a to z that you file your receipts in yeah. and some of you may have an old one lying around to recycle so you know you don't have to go out and buy stuff even though you know as I said stationary shopping woohoo um, and I began taking tasks from my lists and adding it to the word document so it's like I was letting go of things that were no longer relevant or some of them were even past their due date um, or I'd forgotten about that I'd put them on the list like seemed like a good idea at the time kind of thing and then I I was able to scrunch up my old lists which I guess was cathartic in itself yeah and and my thought process was that my long-term list, these are things that I might get to one day. They'd be out of sight, out of mind. Like think of that song, out of sight, out of mind. You know, the models? Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. I, I digress, old 80s song. Um, yeah, play, play that while you're doing this exercise. So, but the point was if there were things that I wanted to revisit and get done at a later stage, I could go to this one list and see if they were relevant any documents or notes that I'd had already, say, started on a particular project, I added it to the expander file and I gave it the same name as the task. So it all married up. Sounds a little bit, you know, OCD right now, but it's um, it worked because 
suddenly it was like I was compartmentalizing all these um, things that I'm saying, you know, I, I, these are things I might get to one day, but they're not going to fit in my life right now. Yeah, I'm not I'm, ready. I'm not totally prepared to let go of everything right now. Well, this is great because, I mean, it's clearing space in your head. Because yes. You know, this is the clarity. Really, real, real estate there, right? That's right. Pretty yeah. expensive real estate, right? So, and I guess it's like you were consolidating and, and filing your list. Yeah, you that, that you, is. You weren't letting ins- go. It wasn't like you weren't letting go of those dreams either. Like you were no. Still, they were still there, but you all like bring them in that one place and going, you know what? I'm going to park that for a little bit. Yes. It, you know, and then pick it up when, when I feel like I want to access that again. That's a really good way of saying what I what I did. I parked it. I, you know, it's like my lists went through a sort of restructure of sorts. Um, <laughs> I recognised, you know, I couldn't just throw it all away because there were some items there that that were important long term goals, dreams, as you say, that I wanted to achieve. But but this is where I had to get real with what I could realistically achieve in my life right now, and seriously only over the next few months. And when I think about what I get done in a week now with just life and, as I yeah. said, scheduling in time, um, exercise, food, work and family stuff, there really isn't a lot left over for those things that were on my list. So I'm picking a couple of those to work on over the next few months. Well, it's the critical stuff at times as well. And that that is okay, isn't it? You know, like it's it's what can we realistically achieve in our life right now with work and family and, and everything that we have going on. And, you know, probably more so and, and part of the reason why we chose to do this topic for this particular podcast, you know, because of the year that has been and, and mm. really to some extent is continuing for many around the world. That's right. Um, and, and the thing is, if you have these to-do lists a mile long or multiple lists like I did, it just not only do you not have that clarity, it creates this added pressure, not to mention stress, anxiety and frustration because it's like you know it's there but you're not getting to it. So it's it's like a merry-go-round of frustration. It, this simple process helped me to, to, you know, take it away for now. It's like I was saying to myself, at some point, all of these ideas came to me for a reason, but your life is so b- busy. It's busy enough right now. So it doesn't mean that they aren't right. They're just not for right now. Yeah. So right. it was like a total reframing. I can't even describe to you the relief I felt when I finished this task. And it did, it, I'll be honest, it took me a couple of hours. But when I think of all the energy and the brain power that I'd expended previously, all the sleepless nights, that would easily have exceeded a couple of hours of my life. So it was, to me, it was a really good use of my time. And now I just focus on one major activity or task at a time and I, I don't take on any more until I've got it completed. And that's a new thing for me, I must say. Yeah. That's just brilliant, Shaz. I mean, and actually that's a, a perfect segue into what I wanted to talk about, getting real with, unfinished business effectively you know because like the multiple to-do lists or the massive to-do list mm-hmm. unfinished business has a way of zapping our energy and you know I, I kind of like relate to it um back to you know my, my Tony my Tony um coaching Robbins that is 
<laughs> I think we know, we all know you love him, Tony. Have you new listeners? They're like, who's Tony? Sorry, you know, I shouldn't dis. Um... I shouldn't diss the new <laughs> listeners. For um, anyone out there who doesn't know, TR as opposed to GC. <laughs> That's it. You're you on a first name that, basis with him. Yeah, totally. He's replied to like one of my posts on Instagram. So oh, totally. mate, gold. <laughs> but you know, it's called stacking. So he's like, you're either stacking the positive, and and we you focus on stacking positive, stack, 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 or it's stacking that negative. You know, wow. And, and that's that zapping of the energy where you, you know, something negative happens in your day, then something this happening happens someone says something to you or some then you've got your negative to-do list stuff that piles on and right. you know that's just like it's just piling up so if you get a whole stacking of negative stuff yeah it's going to zap our energy a lot faster makes sense and I mean that's it I believe so much of that energy drain uh, can be attributed to the wish list that's not being completed because mm. you know whether we like it or not it takes our focus off what's important and it's like a constant distraction in the background um, in fact, I wrote about it in my book, Messages from the Heart, when as asked Sharon, I received a question which is central to today's topic. And a lady by the name of Liz had asked, the years are passing by so quickly and I never get to do the things that really matter to me. What can I do about it? Wow. I mean, it's such an important question. Like, mm. you know, so I was saying that, look, there's things that we all need to do daily and then deep in the recess of our mind is our wish list. And these are the things that if we said we had more time, energy or money, that we would jump at them because they are not considered priorities, then they just remain wishes. And and what that means is they're just desires that go unfulfilled. Yeah. And so I went on in that column to quote best-selling author and life coach Cheryl Richardson who had, who had written Take Time for Your Life and I, I can't can't highly recommend this enough it is just an amazing book just that whole statement take time for your life that's it eh like perfect title for a book and she encourages and I quote imagine for a moment that cords of energy run from your body to everything undone or incomplete in your life some cords are wider than others Mm. representing those items that have more energy flowing to them often the items that we fear the most like the unfiled tax returns or the medical problems we've been avoiding unquote wow that's yep makes sense doesn't it that we don't think about that stuff being energy zapping but it's all there in our minds and like when you think about it you know it's no no wonder like we can't achieve that clarity and laser like focus we've got so much going on in our heads exactly i mean how much is it taking away from our daily life how much is it affecting us you know, how, how many health problems are people having because of this? Um, so that's why today's episode is all about getting real with ourselves. Yeah, and it's, you know, just, just adding in there, there's a video that I watch on YouTube quite regularly, actually, just to bring me into check. Tony video. Again, <laughs> just putting that in there because he's, he's my guy. He's my guru. I say, you know, he goes, I'm not your guru. I've said this in a few podcasts before, I'm sure. Well, uh, you know, it's good to learn off lots of people, but he talks about on this particular YouTube video, you know, um, what would you do? Who would you spend your time with? What would you say if you had, you know, a week to live? And it's pretty, like, let's just say that if you had, to our listeners, you had a week to live what would you do? Where would you be? You know, would you be 
just worrying about that person who saps negative energy out of you every day and you know stops you in the car park for half an hour to have a conversation about their ex-boyfriend that they whatever you know yeah what would you do so that's a real kind of powerful it's it's that more t- brings up that mortality stuff it does, doesn't it nothing it will shake you into getting real like a little zap of mortality and you know look when, when you're talking about you know that that whole like daily life and getting real real with ourselves i have to say you know it's an area that i do have challenges with you know but i'm constantly working on and i'm making progress with i am making progress with it and you know it's always being better that next day that being better the tomorrow than you are today you know that yeah. kind of kind of thing and it can be easy to go down the defeatist negative self chatter path which at times creeps in for me i you know i don't have time i can't do this um that constant daily affirmations and and priming daily priming and taking actions on things that need doing immediately resolves a lot of stress for me like um things such as school notes at times I'd just put them to the side because the due date was <clears throat> ages away. And often then I'd scramble to get the note in. It'd be like on the last morning and right. go to my kids, like, make sure you get a hand in today, otherwise you can't go. You know, like <laughs> it's D Day. Ah. And then like that puts stress on them. And yeah. you know, and that's not cool either. And instead now I right. sign them immediately there at the front office when I when I pick them up, they give me a note. I sign it. So they've been programmed now as well. They know to give me the notes straight away. Yeah. And it's out of the brain really before it's even had a chance <laughs> to set up camp, right? Um, and automatic, this is great. It is. You know, I was talking about it's like, you know, that. Skipping a whole process, aren't you, at a whole stress level. Yeah. And it's incredible, like, just when I talk to people about school notes. <laughs> yeah. How many people still have them and they're like, oh, I didn't get that note. I'm like, well, I'm always on the lookout for notes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but automating bills was uh, was another one that was gold for us, and um, and it basically means it's done. You know, people are like, oh, don't you hate when you get the bill in the mail? Don't you hate this? And I'm like, well, no, because doesn't happen for you. There's no worries. You know, like, oh, the big gas bill at the end of the month. No, because we pay even amounts, so I don't have that stress. Like, yes, their stresses. You know. I don't have to worry about and that's it and I mean if and you know if things aren't prioritized gosh that word um they fall off the list right so for me it's been great making some changes taking immediate action and and remembering the pain I'll feel if I don't take that immediate action that's, yeah that's a good way of looking at it the pain like okay so what's my payoff going to be or the downside of this if I don't take my immediate action well I'm going to have to go searching for this note and when the kids need it at the you know the last the final hour I mean that's really good Chris like I mean Tony talks a lot about that pain pleasure you're either in pain or pleasure yeah there's not much in between is there yeah like you know and and so that's it it's like well hang on if I do this then that's only that's going to like short circuit all that other crap that goes on if I don't do it that's right. You, as I was saying, you skip that whole stress level, that whole process. Yeah, and we've got to work at it. Like, into the listeners yeah, it's out a there, practice if you think thing. I'm sounding like I'm a little misperfect here, no, it's a work in progress, right? Yeah. 
There'll be days you get it, there'll be days you don't. Um, just like with your school notes, I now have this practice that if a task can take two minutes, then I do it immediately. Like it doesn't even make it to the list. Um, and that has changed my life. I heard that a couple of years ago. Uh, and we actually did a talk uh, once on YouTube about prioritizing. And that was yeah. one of the things I'd only just started putting that into pra practice about that time. And I noticed it's, it's just made a huge difference because there's a lot of, you know, you think about, oh, I've got to send someone that email. I've got to RSVP to that, blah, blah, blah. These are two-minute tasks or less than. It could be 30-second tasks, but they're not worth the energy to put on the list. No. Um, so I totally hear you about this idea of, of progress or, or lack of progress because for me I've come to realise that you know, m multiple projects equals multiple stresses. So, you know, just recently I was hanging on hanging the clothes on the line and my phone chimed with a reminder I had to complete a writing task that I'd set to my, set myself and it was a competition was due and I, all I had to do was some editing it's not like I had to sit down and dedicate hours to writing this whole thing um, but my morning had been completely consumed with tidying and washing and household stuff and my time to myself that I had thought I'd allocated had just dwindled away and before I knew it I was preparing lunch like it got me thinking how it almost it feels almost unavoidable in our busy, hectic lives to be able to focus on the one key thing at a time. Um, but I have found lately that I feel so much better when I work on one thing until it's done, and that's especially before taking on something else. I mean, it seems obvious, doesn't it? Yeah. But how many times do we engage in this unproductive behaviour of taking on so many things? Yeah, and you just got the little unfinished bits here and there and... You know, I've, I've noticed this behaviour, particularly when it comes to my self-improvement work. You know, I'll, I'll go to a seminar, you know, I've been to many now and um, be totally enthused and pumped and then I get home and life takes over and yeah. I don't get to finish the work on that program. And before I'm, I know it, I'm purchasing, you know, the next new shiny one. And I mean, even I've done my, I did my second UPW, you know, less than eight weeks ago and I still you know I'm really really niggling at having to get back and look at my notes and refresh and mm. remember what uh, what I've written down and what I learned you know taking that time yeah I mean we were talking about this before we started recording and look I'm sure you'd agree that you would you get something out of every program you take on right oh yeah look you know that's true but I guess it's the sense it's a sense of completion that you're talking about that I think I miss sometimes um, mm. or it causes me unnecessary frustration. Like there's a lot of things that when I'm in that moment, there's some really great things that I'm like, oh, I've got to do that. I've got to do that. And, you know, I really like your um, A to Z kind of file thing. Like that, that's, yeah. a, that's a possible that something that I could actually look at doing with all the stuff that I've, because I've got lots of little projects and things on the go that I you know, business-wise, long-term goals. Yes. Yeah. It's still, you know. in, like, this is the thing, as you said before, there's there's dreams and things that are so still very important to you, but but how do you sort of know, okay, I, I definitely want to do those, but it, it may not fit into my life right now, or alternatively, you can go and grab at one of those projects from your list and, and keep working until it's done. Yeah. 
you know, and I think that that's the example of how that's right. Work until it's done. That's a a good example of how I dealt with this issue recently. As we mentioned at the top of the episode, we've both had a lot on our plates recently, you know, to the point where we couldn't even schedule in a time to do an hour (laughs) podcast. Um, It's crazy. I've been, um, as you know, I've been working extra at my two jobs and I've had copywriting to do for a client and some organizing of their work. And, and then I got asked if I could fit someone in for a healing session. And now right. not wanting to disappoint, the old me was screaming um, to say, you know, I need to shuffle things around and fit them in. But this new version of me knew better. So I recognized that um, what, I, what I've done in the past. It's like I had this little epiphany moment. And so what I would do is I'd take on the work and shuffle it all around and then I'd get through everything, say, for the, for the week, scheduling in all the extra work. And then shortly afterwards, I'd fall in a heap, fatigued mm. or, or worse, get sick, which as Sweet Brown would say, I ain't got no time for that. You know, like. Yeah. How did you say, I mean, how did you deal with it? Right. So I politely declined the healing work. Um, right. That was a really challenging moment, but I felt like it was the right thing to do. Yeah. And I decided to focus solely on the copywriting work on um, my days off from my paid jobs. And when that was completed, I would see if the p- person's still interested in a healing session. So, you know, I've always had this faith, I guess, and trust that things have a way of working out. Um, but I recognise in the past I would still default to that taking on too much syndrome. And, and look, I think all mothers do this to some degree and, and I think working mothers in particular yeah. have a tendency to take this to an art form and that's what I've found recently working between the two jobs, 40 hours a week. Um, And believe me, it is not healthy. And ultimately, if you are not at your best, you can't give your best anyway. That's it. That's it. And it's those patterns. We repeat those patterns and we've got to create new patterns, like new, new habits, new, new ways of doing these things. And I have to say that's, that's actually really helpful, Shaz. And, and it's simple, isn't it? You know, and I think, intellectually mothers get this and you know would agree with what you're saying but we we then so easily fall into the trap of doing more and it can be a real challenge for us to change that well that's right and I think like anything you can't just do it once like I I can't just do what I did that one time and say oh I've learned a new behavior now it takes practice and look each time I do this and I politely decline I know it'll get easier and easier um in that moment I didn't feel the weight of the world on my shoulders for the first time and and like I said I have have this way of feeling like things work out um you know you might say no to someone doing work for someone and then they get led to someone else who can help them even um more in that moment or be the the perfect person to meet up with them to help them more like it always just works out for all involved somehow and you've got to let you've kind of got to let those things evolve for other people sometimes too I think that's probably what I'm trying to say I mean like you say that that trust is critical and to make the decision to say no and not feel Mm. guilty and to let go immediately like okay saying no and working on one thing at a time is one key strategy we've both been working on to get laser-like focus um you know and and I actually want to introduce something that I've been well, I've recently been integrating and it's not a new one for me, but it's really getting 
guess, real and let's say bloody honest with myself and what my priorities are. And this is something for everyone. I'm, must... I'm all ears. Because yeah. <laughs> something for everyone. I'm ready. <laughs> but we must say no to those things that aren't a priority. And I'll put my hand up and say I watched both Bachelor series this year and I think that these people are not together anymore, so I almost feel like it's a waste of my time. Oh, I feel like a waste of my time. Ouch. Like, oh, my God, they broke up and I spent all that time. I mean, yeah, my problem. Like you were so, in, so invested. Like all that time. Like why did I bother? Yeah, and I watched a few cool Netflix series as well and my token Neighbours. Neighbours is my, my gig every night. That's my <laughs> deal. But, you know, this has been great chill and chill out and zone out time for me but they're not priorities for me and all I do is avoid what I really must be doing to move myself forward on the business and the personal front so priorities and getting clear on those are important Mm. Um, and in line with that knowing what your values are in life um, uh, will help get those priorities sorted so really understanding what your values are mm. will direct you to what is a priority for you. Like, Because so many people say to me, oh, you know, um, I can't do this or I can't do that or how do you get up at six in the morning to go for a walk? Well, <laughs> it's a priority. Right. My value is my health. It is a priority. I want to be around for my children when they're older, etc. Yep. You know, I, I make it a priority. It's like, oh, I can't do that. I'm not a morning person. Well, actually, you could be. You just they just talk. That's right. You choose not to be. That's exactly right. Or you've take. Or they've just totally talked themselves out of it, or put a limit on it. Thoughts, beliefs, right? You know, like I used to hate the cold. I'm like, oh, I'm not a cold person. I don't like the cold. Well, that was sorry, but that was bullshit. (laughs) Um. Well, you've only got to watch a series of SAS to know about the cold. Like that was something (laughs) that really came out to me this last series um we'll do a bit of a the, whim off <laughs> the, the cold stuff like I thought oh and I'd say to Steve oh I don't know how I'd cope with that the everything else I don't know you know they're amazing those people that go through that process yeah. um and keep going with it and um but yeah I th- them said oh before they did that show oh I can't do this I mean I know a lot of them found it grueling and there was different experiences but they chose to do it yeah, you know, and I mean, I think that's it. Like, you know, you sit there and you put a label on yourself. You say, "I'm not this. I'm not that." Or you, you, you're boxing yourself in. You know, you're not keeping. And I always say, you got to keep an open mind. Um, mm. And and often, like we can do, just back on that values thing too. Like, often we can do things that are not in alignment with our core values and that's when we get steered off track because we're actually yeah, I feel focused that. on what our values are. So then you go off and you're like, well, I'm not this, I'm not that. Well, actually, no, you you know what your values are, but you're not actually revisiting them. And mm. adding to this, since doing Tony Robbins' UPW, Unleash the Power Within, for a second time, which was virtual and bloody phenomenal, I have to say. <laughs> he never said he'd go online. He never said he'd do virtual. He had no choice. Yeah, um, well, know, there I, you go cheapest chips guys i think it was about 400 australian dollars for me to do it to do the four day event so if anyone's been keen to do upw for i know you got so much out of it too yeah and you know like i'm back doing my morning priming sessions um we're basically like you he's got this you know type in tony robbins uh, priming daily priming it's on youtube that's right yeah it's all on youtube you know right um 
where you set your goals for the day, you practice gratitude and you visualize what you'll achieve for that day. I like that. When I do this, I can tell you, and I can tell you when I don't do it as well. When I do this, I smash the day and it can be simple things like setting um, the intention. The kids and I will walk that morning and it happens. Like Tony says, where focus goes, energy flows. Oh, that's awesome, Chris. I just, I love that. And um, a, bit, a bit of a long one there for you, Shaz, but I just Oh, no, I'm taking it out. all in. You said so many good things there. Like, and I was thinking, you know, how you were, you started by talking about this whole, um, you know, you were indulging in a bit of chill out. And I guess going back to what you were saying, Tony says about, so you were stacking the pleasure to a degree there. It's either pleasure or pain, you're saying. Mm. But then at some point, it became a pain point for you yeah. because it was distracting you from getting on with things that are also probably more, you would say more important to you is what I got out of that. Like you had priorities that were not, you're avoiding, I think you used the word. And so, you know, yes, it's, it's that fine line between um, having that pleasure and yes, we all need, you can't be a machine and go, go, go all the oh, time. You've got to have your down moments. I, I, I overdid exactly. it on the bachelor. Right. So you you overindulged on I the bachelor, overindulged. yeah, probably. Yeah. That is something I can I say. We probably will never share <laughs> together. I'm sorry. Give me SAS any day. <laughs> it's all good. It's like each to their own. You know, we 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 talk about this all the time. Each to their uh, own. But look, it's just to enlighten you at some point, Shaz. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I might be missing out a little bit no. on the bachelor. No, um, <laughs> don't don't even start. Um, it's just. It can be just going about to what we've been talking about, this whole idea of action, taking action Mm. on it. And Mm. look, another strategy I've been working on, um, which comes from one of my favourite time management and productivity gurus, Brian Tracy, and his concept of, I'm sure you've heard of it, Eating That Frog. Yes, 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 yes. He's got the best-selling book, Eat That Frog, Get More of the Important Things Done Today. So, sorry, I just had to add that in today. Like we all wanted, we, not tomorrow, today. Now. So now, right this red hot minute. So I'm just going to quote because uh, from the book description because this is like to me the easiest way to explain in a nutshell what he's all about. So he says, there's an old saying that is the first thing that if the first thing you do each morning is to eat a live frog, you'll have the satisfaction of knowing that it's probably the worst thing that you'll do all day. Using Mm. eat that frog as a metaphor for tackling the most challenging task of your day, the one you are most likely to procrastinate on, but also probably the one that can have the greatest positive impact on your life, eat that frog shows you how to zero in on these critical tasks and organize your day. You'll not only get more done faster, you'll be, but you'll get the right things done, unquote. And I love that. Isn't that what we're talking about? The whole thing here, you know, ending the frustrating frustration and getting the right things done. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I've got to be, I've got to get that book actually. I haven't, I haven't read that one, even though I've heard, heard a lot about it. Mm. And it's funny because God, I complain. I'll put my hand up. I complain about when I don't complain that often actually anymore. I used to complain a lot um, or make excuses. It's good Uh, that you acknowledge that, you know, because that's not an easy thing to say. uh, I had that awareness about complaining, you know, yeah, and I've done a lot of work on that that self-awareness and, and still a lot more to go. But, you know, I, and I think because the work I've done, I identify when other people are doing it. You hear people go, you know, 
oh gosh, like, this or oh that. They're complaining. Like they say, I, I can't get up at that hour. I can't get up so early. I can't yeah, do this. I can't do that. Can't do that. Can't do this. And it's can't, can't, complain, complain, or not enough hours in the day. It's like, well, no, I'm sorry. But yeah, I know it's things are tight, yes, but actually, do you need to go and do this over this? You know, like, yeah, you're making a choice. It's, yeah, that's right. You're making a choice back to the values, right? Always back, like it's it's back to the values. And I have to say, it's funny to talk about this because um, I've been like, you know, that eat the frog, that whole thing, you know, do the do the tough thing first kind of thing, right? Um, because a lot of people don't want to do that because it's painful, right? So yes, yeah, so we put it off. We, we put off the hard. It hurts. Yeah, that's pain. right. It's not. It's not like you know. It's, it's not like, fun. It's like, ugh, you know. Um, but I've been practicing this during my 75 hard challenge which I've restarted um and part of the challenge is two separate 45 minute workouts per day one has to be outside that's a must mm. um you can't do like half of it in half of it out see that it, it's all or nothing this challenge mm. um and I eat that frog by doing my outside workout before the kids get up every day and if I don't my day gets rattled and then I end up doing 90 minutes at the end of the day once the kids are down. And I can tell you that's not fun when you know. Well, not when you've got to be outside in the, the, the dark for half of it. 45 has to be outside. Then you have to have a break because you can't do them together consecutively either. Right. You know? And then you mentally you're like, oh, I've got that 90 minutes ahead of me. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's a real effort to get around yeah. that then. And I did it one weekend and it was a Saturday morning and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to sleep in and treat myself to sleep in and I'll get my workout done. There's plenty of time in the day. The day got on, got on. And before I knew it, it was like 8 o'clock at night. I'm like, oh, my God, I've still got to do this 90 minutes of exercise. And I knew I would get it done because I've done it. I did the 75 challenge last year and I got it done. I knew I was going to get it done, but it was yeah. like, i got to get it done, right? You know, but um, I've really enjoyed, I have to say, getting the tough, gritty stuff out of the way um, because it makes the day lighter. Um, it makes it more enjoyable and funnily enough creates more space for other things. And, and that's the flip side of what we're talking about here. You know, we are identifying these problems and, and we're, you know, talking hopefully about the solution as well. We're hoping that our yeah. listeners are finding some new ways of doing things today that will make their life better and easier and what I find is that we often already have these answers within us but we don't have the time take the time to I guess quiet the mind or be still to allow that solution to come to the surface you know and I just want to talk for a brief moment about the idea of getting real with our potential like while we tend to overestimate what we can realistically achieve in a set amount of time I think we tend to underestimate our own potential so, you know, we talk about limits. We, we limit ourselves to the small, meaningless tasks that keep us perpetually busy, guilty as charged. But yeah. we don't give ourselves that backing and support to dream big and take on one decent project or program that has meaning to us. So yeah. what do you get? Frustration. Yeah. And, I mean, how many times have we talked about this subject, Shaz? Ad nauseum. Yeah, and it comes <laughs> up again and again in our podcast. And, I mean... 
it, it seems to be that that thing we do keep coming back to in our private conversations about yep. how to reach that potential that we know is within us, which is far greater than the mundane activities that, um, and sometimes not so mundane, but you know, like the standard daily day to day stuff that we do. Yeah, it's the routine. Yeah, mm. uh, stuff that we do, we know we've got to get done in the day. And, and look, that's not to take away from that very valuable contribution that we make to our families' lives. Like, as a mum. As mums, we wouldn't trade it for the world. No. In fact, our lives are so much richer for having our families. It's it's just that we know personally for ourselves, and I think all mothers and parents would have had this moment where they ask themselves, is this all there is in the sense of that um, maybe that grind aspect or, you know, we know within that there's something else out there for us, um, often personally or professionally, some pursuit that's been shelved while we have our families and work off to pay mortgages. And like I said, we don't want to downplay the very important value of that and that contribution. But but sometimes there can be just that those dreams or those other things that we're not getting to. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's it's. It, I would like to think that you know. Um, our listeners have really taken something away from some of the conversation that we've had on this mm. podcast and, and it's given them a little bit of a thought and process to um, just know that, you know, just, just tapping in like before you're talking about the, um, you know, is that is there something more, you know, to, mm. to me as a mum, you know, like, and I work with women like that in, in the career space all the time, you know, and uh, they're like, oh, I finally feel like I can emerge or, you know, it's like they're yeah. blooming as a flower and it's um, finding that space and, and to tap into the potential. Is, it's just such a massive area and I just, um, I really hope that some of the stuff we're talking about, you know, is resonating with some people out there and know that there is, there's always opportunity, there's always something out there more for you if you're sitting there wondering and asking yourself that question, what is, you know, what if, like, you know, what, what else is there, right? You're right. Maybe that's a whole other podca- podcast, this topic yeah. of potential. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think it could be, you know, why not, let's add that one to our list of topics. <laughs> Speaking of lists today, <laughs> let's add list it to our one. list, another one. Um, but for now, I want us to, um, and our listeners to think about this idea of potential. So, um you know, let's let's look at it uh, in terms of um, like I came across this really great uh, piece by a lady, Alison Fallon, um, and it was titled "Why Smart Creative People Underestimate Themselves and How to Quit." Uh. And I mean, that got me straight away. Like, what? She's speaking my language, um, and she's an author, so she. She ticked all the right boxes for me. And she referred to this quote by American modern dancer and choreographer Martha Graham that sums this up perfectly. Martha says, there is a vitality, a life force, an energy, a quickening that is translated through you into action. And because there is only one of you in all of time, this expression is unique. And if you block it, it will never exist through any other medium and it will be lost. The world will will not have it, unquote. Don't don't you think that's powerful stuff right there? Like one chance, mate. That that's it. And if it doesn't, then it will never. Like if you don't do it, if you don't take that idea and run with it, that dream, whatever's inside of you, that's it. No one else can do it 
like you. So it'll never be exactly. Love that. Oh, I love that. You have to bring me back to that after I remember. I have to listen to my own podcast again. <laughs> we'll definitely <laughs> explore this more though another day because I know that we're almost to the end, but I'll have to come back to that. That is very, very powerful. Yeah, because considering um, we we started and um, said we hadn't hadn't fitted in time to be able to do a podcast, we've just sort of like jammed so much into this one. So it's been insane. Um, it's been awesome. Look, and I know we've got to go, but I just wanted to briefly mention one other possible solution to getting laser-like focus because that's what it's all about here sure. today, tonight, now. <laughs> um, and this one never fails me. And for me, it always comes back to decluttering. And it might seem counterproductive to give our listeners more to do because that's that's not what we're trying to do here. But when it comes to today's topic, nothing will give you laser-like focus like a good clutter-clearing session. Yeah, and you got to start somewhere, right? And yep. I mean, we did a whole episode on this That's last right. year. Komari. Uh, yeah, and if you want to check out that episode, I think it was it was number four, Clutter Clearing, Hearth and Soul. And to this day, people still tell me it was one of their favourite and practical episodes. Yes, That's I have. Cool. Um, I actually listen to some of it myself before I embark on a massive decluttering session which I do fairly regularly. And look, here at the Mother of All Roles podcast, we are all about practical tips. Our goal has always been and will always be that our listeners could take something away that we've said in an episode and within hours put it into practice and feel that it's made a positive difference in their lives. And, you know, we only can talk about what we've done, like what's worked for us and sometimes what doesn't, what hasn't worked. Yeah, and it's it's important. It's important uh that we share that, share what's worked, because I think so that we want our audience to be able to relate in some way, um, you know, and understand that. And and look, when it comes to clutter, you know, I, I know this has a lot of impact for me too. Just the feeling I get when I clean out a drawer of, or a corner of the living room, you know, or go through the kids' clothes, just gone through that before Christmas. We always do a big clean out before Christmas. And, um, you know, our lounge room is just schmick. Girls' rooms have been redone. You know, good feeling isn't it it's great we're ready to bring you know i guess some more some of the new the new in right well uh we had something recently happen with this decluttering my mum um shout out jan to jan hey mum <laughs> um <laughs> she came up with this idea that she would give the kids like 50 cents an item for clearing out and so like if they had little sets of things it would be like 50 cents or a dollar or whatever but we were being reasonable but the kids really, um, and it was, I guess it was kind of a bribing thing, but it was more of a trying to get them in excited about, oh, hey, I can turn something old into something new, you know, and I can get some pocket money for cleaning up my room or whatever. Well, Leo went gangbusters with it, amazing. And he said, mum, I just started with my drawer. And he said, it felt so good that then I did under the bed. And now when you, it, like he just kept going and going and he, he ended up with a hundred dollars worth of stuff cleared out oh and we've taken, and so, some of it was really quite good stuff, but he would, had outgrown it. So we've taken a whole bag to Vinny's and donated it. And um, so it's a win-win all around. But now when I walk into his room, I just, I say to him every time, oh gosh, it feels so good in here. He's inspired me. I have to get onto it myself. But, you know, like I cleaned up my computer files the other day and it felt amazing. Um, 
that's you know fairly nerdy i reckon but i even booked it in for a tune-up um that's how good it made me feel that's insane it's um yeah that's pretty awesome it's it's just that sometimes i guess shaz you know we forget the electronic clutter that can be weighing us down as well because we don't see it um you know and and well, I know you don't want to hear about my my email list. Like we won't go. Oh, emails! In, don't get me started. That that is a whole many, other podcast. I'll, I'll show you. I'll show you after we finish. Is how many I've got on my phone. Well, anyway, oh, we'll have to call it how to tame the inbox because uh, that's the emails. Is I tell you, it's a really big issue. Um, mine will never be tamed because there's a search <laughs> box. This search box exists, so I get to search. Oh, Steve, Steve's got this great. Yes, this is how he gets around emails. He always has a clear inbox because he, if he needs something, he'll go searching for it. But yeah. he, he's very good at deleting and it's <laughs> it's almost, I'm so jealous <laughs> that he can do that. Um, but, yes, I work. I will work on the inbox. <laughs> but this is the problem with clutter when we get away with shoving things into a cupboard or a drawer or on the computer and we think of that out of, out of, out of sight, out of mind again, like the song. Yeah. Um, but we know it's there, don't we? So, it's like that quote I was saying before, it's in our minds. So every time we walk past that cupboard, every time we walk past that drawer or the pile of clutter and we, we just can't help but think about it, we, we've taken back there to that frustration. Yeah, and, I mean, look, now we're not expecting people to clear their whole house of clutter in a day, but what we're su- kind of suggesting here is to take one area that's really bugging you and, um, you know, take your frog just yeah. like we talked about before using the eat that frog approach um you know take the hardest thing and complete that you will not realize until afterwards how much clearer you will be um and, and i'll it. add in here sorry shaz you're going to jump in there no i'm just saying this is exactly right getting clearer the clarity is what we're all about yeah that's it and you know david goggins talks about so many um, people focus on their strengths and not their weaknesses and this is this guy's a hard nut like he's he's full on you know but um you know he talk and he says you know people don't focus on their weaknesses and he believes it should be the other way around he talks about the term having an armored mind basically meaning you know tackle smash nail your weak points i've um, never heard like that, that before and yeah like he's like you know everyone goes oh you know focus on your strengths and you know do what you're what you're great at okay. he actually goes well i've got a weakness how am i going to make that weakness a strength well um it's pretty yeah like um can't hurt me is the name of his book it's fantastic take on a project like you know folding washing and putting it away as soon as it's done if that's a pain point for you basically um or an example of mine at cardio tennis um the other night um i just like was picking up cones for the coach you know he said oh you know can everyone pick up some cones now look normally i hate doing this kind of thing because i'm too mm. stuffed or someone's closer to them than me uh-huh. instead i just think oh, let I'm them do it I'll <laughs> let them do it yeah and that is like that's an excuse that's a weak right point. Right. So instead, I challenged my weakness and I raced to the cones and collected them quickly before everyone else. That I'm proud my, of you, that Chris. Was me. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Like, I mean, that was just a little game I played with myself in my head. No one else knew it was going on. Everyone else probably thought, oh, well, that's great. She's gone and got the cones. Excellent. And they were probably yeah. there. Team player. Going, 
Yeah, they're, they're the ones there going, oh, good, I didn't feel like getting the cones. So yeah. she got them, thank goodness. Yeah. So, you know, it was like, I was just like, no, nah, stuff it. I'm going to gonna challenge myself. And it's just <laughs> those little challenges through the day. Don't feel like doing that. Challenge yourself. Do it. I like it. Like, I mean, that's a really different way to see things, a, a total flip. Um, but this way you then have the focus, I guess, and the clarity to work on the things that really do matter to you. Yeah. So it's true. And, I mean, I think really what we've given our listen listeners today is like loads of tips for letting go of that long-term frustration, you know, with all of this. And, um, you know, sharing my thoughts, my experiences, your thoughts and your experiences, Shaz, as well, um, I think will help them to gain that laser-like focus. And um, try it on for size, guys. Like, you know, try some of these, see if it fits, see if it works with you. You know, that's right. And of and course, challenge time. That's it. It's challenge <laughs> time. So we want people to really think about what they've got on their plates and examine their lists and ask themselves why. It doesn't matter if it's a task related to, say, your side hustle or if you just want to get your house in order. This can be a quick exercise of taking one or two key items that you've had on your list for a while that you haven't dedicated enough time to. Think of the things that are causing you the most grief and frustration and get very clear on the why behind wanting to do them. Mm. Now, your why behind the desire is what gives you the fuel you need to stay motivated motivated and on point. So, for example, yeah. let's say you want to sort through the mountains of electronic photos and files. But why is that so important? Is it because if you knew you had only a short time left to live, it would suddenly become critical to your legacy or for your family. Now that's a big why. Mm. Or is it just a hobby and something you do? That could be a little why to you. So it's really about identifying your why. It's, it is. That's pretty powerful too. And, I mean, it's, uh, it's about picking one key project or task and, like we say, seeing it through to completion. And there'll be even doing this podcast and going through all of our conversation and, you know, because there's always growth in our podcast for ourselves, as we know, Shaz. Definitely. I right now go, yeah, I got. I know what I'm going to be doing. There's a couple of things that are spiking at the moment just through my conversation. And, it's great. Um, yeah, it's brilliant, you know. And I hope that is for our listeners as well. I trust it is. We've talked today about how scattered we feel when it comes to trying to deal with multiple things at once. And, you know, we've painted a picture of the cost that mm. frustration is having. Um making us feel drained uh but now you have some tools to deal with it well this is there and look if if i could have one key takeaway for myself it's um during this episode i've I kept thinking to myself knowing it doesn't make it so yeah you have to follow up with action yeah. and this can apply to any changes that you're trying to um, making your life so you know some Huge. people might listen to this episode and think that the suggestions are not exactly earth-shattering yeah but we we do this on purpose that's calculated because we always take pride in ourselves making our guidance and advice accessible to people yeah absolutely and as tr you know the big guy tony robbins says this too you do not know if you are not actually doing it wow Mm. Yeah. So that's like that knowing it does not make it so stuff. Yeah. You, yeah. You, it's, you've got to have the knowledge is one part, the intellectual, that's the intellectual side. But if you're not doing it, then don't, who cares? 
Yeah, exactly. It's not happening. Yeah. It's great. That's going to be my new reminder right there. I love a good Tonyism. <laughs> is that even a thing? <laughs> well, it is now. <laughs> I maybe Tony-ism. just coined something new. Tonyism. <laughs> I- <laughs> Should be like Chris and kiss Chris with another one of her Tonyisms. <laughs> well, we can do that. But you see, the, 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 groundbreak, the groundbreaking part is when you take an idea and you put it into practice and it changes your life. To me, that's what it's all about. It's no different than the simple act of brushing your teeth every day so that you have clean and healthy teeth over the course of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Like yep. when, you, when you make subtle shifts and improvements and make them a practice, your life gets better over time. You work out at the gym regularly, you go for that morning walk, you eat healthier one meal at a time, you get the body you want. It's, it's really quite simple. You, you write a page a day and in a year you've got a book, as I always say. This consistent regular commitment or CRC for those of you playing at home. Only an acronym is brewing. Can't help yourself. I just had to get one in there. You know it. But, hey, it's about remembering. So, you know, if acronyms work to remind you, then so be it. So if, CRC, consistent, regular commitment. That's it. So if you do it enough to make it a habit before you know it, all your dreams are coming true. Oversimplified? I think not. <laughs> I do love your optimism. And it's coming back to, you know, that intention setting every morning, making it part of your routine. It's It's got to become second nature stuff. Automatic. That's it. You know, my glass will always be half full. So if you take nothing else away from this, remember how you live your tomorrow it starts today. How you live your tomorrow starts today. And that's a shazism for your reference. <laughs> How you live your tomorrow starts today. It's so true. Got to love that. What a beautiful note to finish on. Um, so on that amazing note, Shaz, uh, this has been another episode of Chris and Shaz in the Mother of All Roles podcast. Two real mums talking about real issues in an attempt to make the ordinary extraordinary. Remember to like, love, share, and we'll catch you next month. See you guys. Bye for now.